On this Tuesday of the second week of Easter, we're invited to meditate more deeply on who this Jesus is, the one, yes, who lived, who preached, who taught, who suffered, died, and rose again. And here is Nicodemus, as we know, comes during the night. He wants to find out a little bit more about Jesus, who he is, as being the member of the Sanhedrin. He's afraid to come during the day, perhaps because of the public opinion that he himself has gone to Jesus. So he does it at night. He wants to be free to speak with Jesus, to find out more about him. And as we know that he calls him rabbi, he calls him teacher, someone who knows. It's a title of respect, but also of great respect of knowledge of the word of God because of the extraordinary signs that he has witnessed Jesus perform. And so we continue reflection from yesterday. And, and the Lord con continues also to offer him insights and knowledge as to what does it mean to be born again, to be born from above. It is allowing the gifts of baptism or the through water and the Holy Spirit through these gifts that one is able to enter into this profound communion of relationship with God to become a new person, new person in Christ, a new creation by baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus continues to, to, to share with him in a way that is allowing him to move deeper into his understanding of the ministry and mission of the Messiah. He shows him what does that mean someone who allows himself to be moved by the Holy Spirit. And so he speaks of the Holy Spirit as being that this dynamic force, this dynamic gift, which is given to us, which actually leads us closer and closer to the truth, leads us closer and closer to God the Father, reminds us of things, allows us to see things, allows us and enables us to respond with courage, with trust and confidence. So, so the, the Lord Jesus is asking Nicodemus, allow yourself to be moved by the Holy Spirit. Allow yourself to be moved where you are, in your social structure, in your thinking, in your abilities to grasp and teach and guide others. Allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will take you beyond. But you have to, we have to understand, he says you have to grasp that if you see what the wind does, and how the wind performs things, does things. Allow yourself, don't be afraid. And, and so here we have, we have um, Nicodemus is opening his heart and Jesus continues to teach him. He says, you know, again, allow yourself to go beyond the interpretation of this world, the way you understand, the way you believe, because what I offer to you is a gift from beyond. And so he speaks of himself as a son of man the Son of Man from from, uh, from from Book of Daniel, where the Son of Man is the one who is at the right hand of God the Father. He's the one who is someone that is not in terms of manifesting humanity, but manifesting div divine humanity, because he is at the right hand of God the Father, leading and guiding others to the Father, interceding interceding before the Father. So, so Jesus is, is taking 
Nicodemus on this spiritual journey of knowledge, of understanding. Further, he, the Lord Jesus continues. He says, just as Moses was, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so does, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And as we remember the serpent in the desert, you know, the people were complaining against against their their journey in the desert. They were complaining bitterly. And then we have this case of this serpent, fiery serpent uh, snakes, which which actually when 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 they're biting the people, in the, you know, the, in the desert they're dying. And so the Lord, the Moses complained to the Lord. He says, "Help us out, because there are many people who are dying from these snakes, and we can't get rid of them." And then so the Lord instructs Moses that if he would mount this fiery, if a fiery uh, serpent snake. If they put them on a pole, that those will, if they were bitten, if they were to look at, at that, at, at that, at that snake, then then they would recover from their, from their, uh, uh, you know, from their poisonous, biting of of those snakes, and so it happens. But Jesus says, just as Moses did that, son of man, must must the son of man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life if you look at jesus on the cross that's what basically jesus says if you look at him raised raised above the above this earth on the cross whoever looks upon him what does he receive receives eternal life god will give him this grace so you see as jesus helps uh, Nicodemus to grasp and understand, and and this this meeting with him was was so important for him because because as we can see that he gave that public witness, you know when Jesus died, before the Passover meal, he Nicodemus and Joseph Arimathea uh, came down, and 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 uh, and and uh, offered the literally the last service to our Lord Jesus by offering them both the place where they, they could be buried and took him down from the cross. Jesus invites all of us to have this great confidence in him that he'll lead us, he'll take us where we are, he'll allow us to understand and grasp the, 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 the divine truths and how we can move from this, this world of, of ours here, sometimes bound by, by the categories of interpreting of things. And the things, everything is interpreted through the sociological or political categories or economic. The Lord is asking us, come to me and I'll show you things. You'll grasp and understand things of, this, of, the, of heaven which you are not able to grasp. And I'll allow you not only to understand, but also to experience and to receive the joys of knowledge, the gift of hope, and the gift of the love, which will be able to, to help you not only on this journey on earth, but ultimately help you to, to enter heaven and will, will allow you to, to experience the, the joys, the divine joys and gifts which come from the Holy Spirit. And so we, what we see today is the example of what happens to those who have accepted Jesus. As you know from the book of, of the Apostles, uh, St. Luke was writing it, and he gives a record of the early church. And so what we have here is preceding chapter 4. We have this incredible witness that St. Peter gives on, on the day of Pentecost, witnesses to Jesus, 
to his both death and resurrection, but also being the, the very instrument of our salvation for those who believe. So, so first of all, it's 3,000 men who become Christians, and there's another reference to 5,000, those who are listening, hearing, with that great power that Peter and the apostles proclaims the truth of Jesus as not only his life and, and death, but also the resurrection. And these words are so convincing because, because they're anointed by the Holy Spirit. So they touch people's hearts. And so what we have is the community of believers are growing. They're growing. And what happens to us, to, to us when we embrace the Lord, we begin to think and feel and act in ways according to God, even if it's imperfect at first, but we try to, to become better and better in being faithful to the very inner movement of grace within us, which is a movement of love, movement of understanding and reconciliation. And so what we have is this community of believers because of Jesus, because of the gift that they have received through baptism, because of the gifts that they have received through the Holy Spirit, they're becoming of one heart and of one mind because they, they understand and interpret reality in the same way. And, and being of one heart and of one mind is because their love grows. So does no one claim that any of his possessions was his own, but they had everything in common. They begin to share things because of those who became Christians, perhaps they were young and their families threw them out, you know, or dispossessed them. And so they had nothing. And, and so, so the, the community began to sense a sense of responsibility for, for the many, for the widows, for the orphans, for those who could not hold the jobs, whatever they were, who did not have the means to, to live. And so this community of Christians began to take care of them. And how can they take care of them? One family was not, you know, perhaps rich enough. So they begin to share resources. And, you know, they, they begin to hold things in common, meaning that they would have a purse from which they would draw, draw upon. How many I, how many times I have seen, you know, um, you know the, the the special collections for the poor, and I, I have a beautiful witness of someone in Houston, Texas, um, this this gentleman who who created this sort of resource for the whole county, resource for the whole county uh, to take care of the of of the homeless of the poor, and offering them not only medical services but also other things, and so they started pooling resources so they would be able to help all those who were, 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 were in need. This is the early Christian, Christian uh, understanding, the pooling resources. And, and it is when they begin to, to sell things, it's not that they sold everything, like Barnabas today in our first reading. Yes, we know that he sold everything. He gave everything to the Christian community. He, he entrusted the resources to the apostles who were distributing it according to the need. To, of, of those who, who we, 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 you know, we had the, the, the concrete needs to, to be taken care of, housed or fed or in whatever way clothed, because those are the basic necessities that we as human beings have. And so this name Joseph Barnabas, apostle, or he was known also Barnabas, son of encouragement, a Levite, which he was Jewish and Cypriot by birth, he sold piece of property that he owned and then brought the money and put it at the feet of the apostles. He and many, many others were doing the same, which means is that, that it, is, it is out of love 
for those who are in need, that we're sharing and giving or selling. You know, the Greek term is is imperfective aspect, which means that you know they could have sold one in you know, everything at the same at, at once and and offered the resources to the apostles or usually they did perhaps portions which means this is how they did portions so they would be able to be sustained by all but the, the significance here is there's you know that that community of faith why did they do it because they loved one another they cared for one another and how why were they able to do that because they were moved by the love of Christ for them. They were moved by the Holy Spirit within them, which means the community is communion. That's the word community comes from one, united into one, communion. It's a communion both of faith because they embrace the Father's gift of his Son. They believe in Jesus. It was a communion. They were one in the Spirit because they were moved by the Holy Spirit and they, were, they lived and they were impelled by the Spirit to share things, to offer things. But also they were able to be one in, in, in the Eucharist. They were sharing in one bread. They were sharing in the body of Christ, Jesus, the Holy Communion that he became for them, forming their communion. You know, when we speak of the church, our church, which, you know, it's, it's, it's as you know, Catholic Church is very big. You know, 1.4 billion people around the world. It seems extremely, you know, large in numbers, and yet it's divided into dioceses, regions, and 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 parishes, and even within the parish, different groups that form Christian community. But but what it is is there's the the, the spirit, even though. Our faith sometimes is imperfect. Sometimes we have neglected to grow in faith. Sometimes we have not really allowed ourselves to be formed by Christ and his teaching, or we have been you know, you know, kind of formed partially, and, and then the other partial dimension of our faith is still kind of further worldly. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're tending towards, growing towards greater union, grading, attending uh, 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 in and growing towards greater and deeper love. You know, this type of agape love, which means that we care for one another, even though it's imperfect, and yet we're still being moved towards that. Moved because God is the one bringing us into union with him. And by bringing us into union with him, he also affects the union that we have with one another. I do remember, and I, I have so many examples of families who take care of, of the poor quietly. I, I've noticed, I've seen mothers who share food, share with those who are in need. I see in, a, in, a, in every parish, there's a, all kinds of, of, of resources which are given to the poor, whether from subject kitchens or, or places where they can pick up things. Um, you know, that, that, that type of sharing continues to be very, very much reality. I remember even my own mother, who we seem to always have a sufficient amount of, of food, uh, a small farm, but there was always enough of basic necessities, flowers, potatoes, things like that. And I remember how she would take care of this family with many children. There's 
the husband was 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 uh, incarcerated and 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 so the family was poor and every two second or third day uh, they would stop by you know for fresh re replenishing and and this continued and i i know that on account of this type of effect that my mother uh, did i i know that the family was always taken care of because i know that there's always the generosity the lord it's always generous to those who offer, share their resources with one another. I, I understand that today in our world, the complex economic systems, the complex way of, of dealing with things, you know, people who sometimes may have great jobs, but they have huge uh, mortgages to pay and it seems like they don't have even enough resources the way this world is. But the Lord is asking us to take a closer look and how do we live, what do we need, how can we share? How can we continue to be a Christian community of one mind and one heart, sharing, proclaiming that all the things that God gives us is actually for others? We can't take it to the grave, as many people say. It is, it is something that we need to offer and give as much as we are able to, because, you know, the Lord is asking us to receive that, that gift of knowledge and prudence, which comes from the Holy Spirit. And then again, the finally, I know that, you know, this, this, this gift of the early Christian community in our religious community functions in that capacity. You know, sometimes people wish to say, you know, because, you know, the, the world of Marxism and communism, they, they wish to compare that their, you know, their desire is just as desire of religious communities, you know, the special community. But we know that there's a major difference is that people, when they gather freely they offer they offer whatever they have because they love the lord you know in a sort of marxist you know systems it, you know yes it's being taken away and then given distributed to others but it is by force which is not by by that love love element is missing and then secondly those who are in charge of doing it often they do not they they do not kind of share the 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 same amount, they always receive a lot of extra benefits, which means that those who are placed in charge of making sure that everybody is receiving something, uh, they always take a bigger cut. And this is, we have this, this world because they do not believe in the Lord. They do not believe in the power of love. It's an enforced reality. And so, so today, as we are invited to reflect on this community of one mind and of one heart, sharing possessions with one another, sharing and taking care of one another, we have to always remember that it is the Lord who moves us. It is the Lord who forms us. It is the Holy Spirit who guides us and inspires us. It is ultimately God who gives us the capacity through grace, through the Eucharist that we receive to become more and more one with him and one with one another. And so to the degree that we live a life of grace, and you know, as you know, even the gifts of divine mercy Sunday, when we receive the Eucharist in a state of grace. So when we live in a state of grace, freed from sin, or at least, you know, um, sin, which is be the, uh, the only weakness, the natural weaknesses that we have, not something that we will, then God blesses us, gives us knowledge, abilities, and strength to walk this journey of life, 
to live in that Christian perfection of charity. And so that one day, all of us in heaven will be provided and protected by the Lord. In heaven, we don't have to worry about anything. God will provide everything. He'll provide everything that we need for our existence and for our happiness. And that is that which gives the very foundation of Christian hope, the reality of anticipation. May the Lord then give us this, this incredible insights and grace to believe, to trust, to fulfill our Christian love so that we may share eternal joy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.